A few days ago, I asked my daughter how much she remembered things before my great resignation. You know, a few years back when I was still working full time. And then I asked her how I may or may not have changed since then. And in typical teenager fashion, and I say that lovingly, she shrugged and said, I don't know. And then after a brief pause, she said, you don't yell as much. That was it. That's all she said. I've been thinking about that comment a lot. I've been thinking about the person I was before this major life change that I intentionally embarked on. What was I really like then? How much have things changed for me? Did I really yell a lot? If so, why? What was happening with me that I couldn't approach situations the way I wanted? Was I really handling things as well as I had thought at the time? Had I gotten any better since? I had so many questions, so many thoughts. Here are some of my reflections. Hello, I'm Nassim, and welcome to Becoming My Stronger Me, a podcast designed to help you become stronger in mind, body, and heart. Up until a few years ago, my journey was pretty linear, following a traditional path. And then, in a perfect storm of circumstances, I pivoted to pursue a more fulfilling and meaningful life. Join me as I share what I've learned about myself that's helped me to become my stronger me. In today's episode, I'll be sharing my thoughts and reflections on mental strength and how we can become better equipped at handling life's stressors, whatever they may be. Building mental strength is fundamental to living your best life. Like physical strength training, there are things we can do every day to work our mental strength muscles and become stronger in mind. Let's get started. Prior to March of 2021, I was busy. I was living a super, ultra super busy life. And I think most of us can say that. So many of us put so many things on our plate. And I'm not just talking about during the pandemic. Yes, the pandemic had all sorts of its own stressors, all sorts of things that had to pivot, to change, to make it work, whether it be going from a full-time job face-to-face with a commute to a full-time job remote, no commute, but increased hours, increased responsibility, and increased stress. And I've talked about all of those things in previous episodes. But what I want to do actually is think back, think back a little further and what my life was like. And when I do that, I've always been busy. I've thrived in busy. And in that, I've also expected quite a bit from myself. I've expected perfection. I have always wanted things to go as planned. And when there wasn't a plan, oh, you better believe I was creating one. And when I created one, I needed it to go the way I had envisioned. 
And this vicious cycle with all of life's changes and the additional stressors in an environment, things I had not anticipated or expectations I had put on other people that they either didn't know or couldn't possibly fulfill, always caused me to, well, freak out. I'll be honest. I used to yell a lot. And as I think back, it wasn't all the time, but I just had so much on my plate. My plate was literally overflowing with all the things, all the kids' things, all of my things, all of my partner's things, our household things, our work things, our family things, whether there was drama or no drama. It was always a lot. It always felt like a lot. And when I think about it, that was me. It was actually a part of me. Part of how I defined myself was in all of my activities. But when I think back, I really wasn't handling it very well. And now that I think about it, I question, was I really mentally strong or was I just acting tough? And then when things weren't going my way or when my tough wasn't good enough, did I then resort to yelling and blaming other people? Before we go too much further, it's important to define what I mean by mental strength. Michelle Ribeiro, and I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, in a 2019 article that appeared on the website Positive Psychology, she shares that mental strength is the capacity of an individual to deal effectively with stressors, pressures, and challenges, and perform to the best of their ability, irrespective of the circumstances in which they find themselves. Well, for me, the key part of that that really resonated is the deal effectively part. I mean, for me, that's where the challenge was and quite frankly, sometimes still is. I was so stressed out when things weren't going perfectly as planned that I would lash out. I would forget to take a breath. I would blame other people. I was always feeling overwhelmed by what I had put on my plate. And then I would feel like I was alone because quite frankly, my behavior and everything I was doing was probably alienating those around me. This is a realization I'm now coming to. It is not something that I realized then. In preparing for today's episode, I needed to go back and remind myself some of the work on mental strength training in psychology. On Harvard Business Review's YouTube channel, there's a video by Amy Morin, the author of 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do, where she talks about mental strength. She shares that mental strength is a continuum. It's not all or none. We don't just possess it or not possess it. We all possess some amount of mental strength to varying degrees that shift and fluctuate throughout our lives. Just like with physical strength, we can 
choose to become stronger. And there's always room for improvement. Before we go into how, how we become stronger in our mental strength, let me distinguish mental strength from acting tough. People who are acting tough will say things like failure is not an option. They will strive for perfection. This was me. When I heard her put this concept into an example related to failure is not an option, that was me. That was me. I was acting mentally tough, but I actually in reality wasn't really able to cope effectively with the stressors of life. So let's distinguish that from being mentally strong. When you are mentally strong, you see that failure is actually inevitable. Failure is going to happen, especially if you're pushing yourself outside your comfort zones, pushing past your current limits. The difference here, however, is that you know that you are strong enough to deal with the failure whenever it comes. That mental strength of knowing that you will be able to handle it when it's tough and have the confidence to then take the risk, that is mental strength. Let's go back to our definition again. Mental strength is the capacity of an individual to deal effectively with stressors, pressures, and challenges, and perform to the best of their ability, irrespective of the circumstances in which they find themselves. For most of us, those stressors, pressures, and challenges of situations cause us anxiety. That is what we feel on the inside when we're faced with these situations. In its fundamental form, anxiety exists to keep us safe. It exists to keep us aware and responsive to the world around us. It is one of those primal basic emotions, right? It's how animals feel when they sense danger. It is a cue for them to either fight or get out of there and flee. It is that feeling inside that when we stand at the edge of a curb at an busy intersection, it's that thing inside us that reminds us to look both ways before we step out onto the road. It's that emotion when we are walking up to our front door and in the walkway, we're confronted by a snake. And yes, this is a real example. This has happened to me. And in that moment, that feeling causes us to freeze, assess the situation, And in my case, slowly back away until I started running to open the garage, that anxiety is an important emotion. In our lives, physical dangers may be much less common than the anxiety that we feel from life situations. 
maybe the having a difficult conversation with your partner, asking for a raise, sharing your concerns at work, going to the dentist, and yes, making a major life pivot. The anxiety is meant to keep you safe, but at what point is it actually holding you back from your fullest potential? How can we better interpret and think through the signals that our body is giving us? For me, as I've more intentionally been working through my mental strength, it's become really important to me to pause and to recognize the physical response my body is having to the situation. This can be just a few seconds to feel my heart rate rise, to feel my body temperature rising, to find that I'm breathing a little quicker, my palms are getting sweaty. And then to do a quick assessment of why. Am I actually in danger? Or is there something about the situation or the decision that's new, uncomfortable, or am I unsure of how it's going to unfold? Once I've acknowledged that the signals are there and identified where they may be coming from, I typically push through them. I try to intentionally control my breathing, slowing things down. I mean, it is amazing what the power of the breath can do. I also try to control my thoughts in the moment staying present in the situation and not allowing my mind to wander, to play out all the worst case scenarios in that moment. As my mental toughness has developed over time, I have more confidence that I can handle whatever comes. That's not to say that I don't think things through. I absolutely do. And I try to think things through before a situation. And I spoke more about that in the episode entitled The Big Decision. Let me give you an example. Since my great resignation, I've been focused on all aspects of my health, not just working out, but also catching up and regularly going to all of my doctor's and dentist appointments. I had been keeping myself on the back burner for so long and honestly, not just because of a lack of time, not just because my life was too busy, but because I absolutely hate doctors and dentists. Well, let me clarify. I don't hate the people who are doctors and dentists. I just really hate the whole doctor's office, dentist office vibe. Those appointments cause me so much stress and anxiety that I avoided them altogether. My kids, on the other hand, I took them to their appointments like clockwork. Now that I had more time, there was seemingly no justifiable excuse not to go. And I had made a commitment to myself and to my overall health. So I made my appointments and went to them one at a time. What I found is that the dentist was the one I hated most. I think there's something about the environment, the sounds of the tools, the invasiveness of the process that's just too much for me. But after much reluctance, I made the appointment 
and went. I did warn them in advance that I was super anxious. And this office, I can tell you, is amazing. Long story short, after feeling like I was sweating through my entire outfit head to toe, they started the appointment. They started the assessment of my teeth and what we needed to do that day and even the cleaning process. While I was laying there, I pulled out my mental toughness tools. I cleared my mind. I focused on a point on the ceiling. I slowed my breath and then systematically began to take an inventory of all the points of tension from my toes all the way up my body. At each point, focusing and releasing the tension. And boy, was there a lot of tension. This, by the way, is called mind-muscle connection. Two hours later, I hadn't moved much and was super calm. The hygienist was shocked. Now I know this example is extreme and you may not always be able to use this technique for an extended period of time, but try it. Even a single thoughtful deep breath can make all the difference in whether you take the risk or let your anxiety hold you back. So how can we develop our mental strength over time. It takes practice. And just like when we go to the gym or work out to get physically stronger, you need to push yourself to your limit and past your limit, often to failure to be able to grow. So what does that look like? Well, you got to get comfortable sitting in an uncomfortable place. You know, that space outside your comfort zone. You need to intentionally seek out opportunities where you know you'll be uncomfortable and be willing to fail and learn from those experiences. For me, I went after these with dogged determination as it pertained to my physical strength and my physical journey. I set more intense movement and workout goals for myself. I went after push-up streaks, you know, do a hundred a day for a set number of weeks. I did burpee challenges for months at a time. I mean, I was doing burpees literally everywhere. I remember one April, it was the kids' spring break, and I was in the midst of a burpee challenge, but we were at Disney. I was literally doing burpees in front of major areas in the park. Let me tell you, that is not me. I am very uncomfortable doing things that would draw attention in a crowd, especially like that. But the new me, the one that was focused on mental strength training, that was intentionally pushing myself out of my comfort zone and trying to embrace how uncomfortable I was, oh yeah, I would make my kids record me doing burpees in front of the big ball at Epcot 
doing it in front of the castle in the Magic Kingdom. I was doing burpees everywhere. And then, of course, there's pull-up challenges and consistency challenges. I mean, I did everything I could to put myself out there in the physical space. It was uncomfortable to share this part of me. And actually, for those of you coming to the podcast from my at Stronger Me Instagram page, the page I put out there to document my fitness journey, that in and of itself, putting my daily accountability photos out there in a public space was so incredibly uncomfortably out of my comfort zone, but I committed to doing it consistently and to kind of get myself over that. There was nothing shameful or wrong with paying attention to your health. This wasn't about seeking attention in this space. It is purely accountability and hopefully a little inspiration for others. But yes, beyond the workout space, I pushed myself to take on opportunities that were way outside my content expertise. I became a Zaya Active representative. If you don't know what that is, I'm happy to share the link, but I now have an online shop that sells activewear. Me, I have an online shop. I couldn't even imagine such a thing if you asked me this five years ago. I mean, I'm doing social selling. I am reaching out to perfect strangers, asking them to host parties so that they and their friends can not only learn more about this activewear line, but hopefully buy some and feel really confident in it. I'm doing product review reels. Me, a person that never want to be recorded, let alone be recorded in leggings and a sports bra, talking about what I was wearing. Way, way outside my comfort zone. And all of this being done in a public fashion, again, on my Instagram page, on my Facebook page. I mean, the thoughts that went through my head during this time about what people would think, I never would have grown in this space. Quite frankly, this podcast probably wouldn't exist because the skills that I learned during this time, the skills that I needed to put into place to get comfortable enough to be an activewear representative, to have a business online, to do social selling, to be comfortable in front of a camera, to be comfortable with my voice, with what I had to say. This podcast probably would not exist. And as I reflect, have I really gotten good at all these things? No, absolutely not. Do I still fail? Do I still feel silly? A hundred percent. But I've learned a ton. Just by sheer being and sitting and being uncomfortable, being comfortable being uncomfortable has really made me grow. I've honed skills. I've been able to use these skills in other aspects of my life. And I'm stronger mentally. I know that when faced with stressors, new challenges, 
pressures of life, I feel like I can handle it. Not perfectly, of course. And there are definitely times where my mental strength feels a little weak that day. But the little things aren't so big anymore. It's really about recognizing where your uncomfortable spaces are. You don't even have to do anything drastic to sit outside your comfort zone. Maybe you're uncomfortable speaking up in a meeting. Well, then set a small goal for yourself this week to make three comments or questions in your next meeting. Maybe you're uncomfortable saying no to things when you're asked to do something. Well, set a goal around that. Find spaces in your life where you can set small, attainable goals and then consistently work toward them. Once that becomes comfortable, set the next goal and work towards that. Just like in the gym, once that set of three pound dumbbells begin to feel light, move to the fives. When they feel light, move to the eights. The goal is to be stronger than yesterday. And in my kid's case, yes, there's substantially less yelling. Do you regularly work on your mental strength? What are you doing in your life to push yourself outside your comfort zone? Do you need help thinking through what to do to make this a priority in your life? Share your thoughts. Join me in the Becoming My Stronger Me Facebook group as we talk about questions and reflections from this episode, or send me a message on Instagram at StrongerMe, sharing your story, your questions, your reflections. I'd love to hear from you. Let's learn from each other and build a supportive community so that you can become your stronger you.